This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that, like, when you think of, like, the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. Today, we've got something new and special and sexy for our spilled milk audience. Molly, what is that voice you're doing? It's very scary to me. <laughs> well, you are about to learn more about this I am? voice I'm doing. You are. Stay tuned, everybody. Today, we have for you the first episode of a new limited series podcast that Matthew and I are doing with Producer Abby. Say hi, Producer Abby. Hi, Producer Abby. And it's called Dire Desires. It's a show about life lessons from classic erotic thrillers. Our favorite genre of movie, and we can't wait to share it with you. So if you like what you are about to hear, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Dire Desires, life lessons from classic erotic thrillers. I'm Molly Weisenberg. I'm Matthew Amster Burton. And I'm Abby Circotella. So our movie today is Body of Evidence, starring Madonna and Willem Dafoe. How'd you guys feel about this movie? Kind of loved it. Where to begin? <laughs> well, we can begin with the synopsis, and you guys I jump would love in that. where appropriate. This movie opens with a, a panning shot through a gorgeous house during a storm, and we hear lots of sex noises, or as my husband was calling them, zoo noises. <laughs> totally. And, um, <laughs> Can I say something about this house? I've been there. Not only have I been there, been but there? but yes, it's the Piddock Mansion in Portland. It's like one of Portland's best known tourist sites like that you'll see in, if you pick up a Portland guidebook, it'll say, go to the Piddock Mansion. It's like a big ass old house that you can visit. And that's where they filmed it. Oh my God. I think I went there amazing. on a school field trip. Uh, just as an aside, so we're talking about Portland, Oregon. I find it so baffling that they decided to set this erotic thriller in Portland, Oregon. Like, I know. Like, did they take bids from lots of cities? 
90s, like the Olympics, and Portland was the best deal? I assume so. I grew up in Portland, and I remember when they were filming this movie. I was in high school. This was like top of the headlines every day. Like Madonna is coming to Portland to film a sexy movie. People didn't know what to do with themselves for weeks. Madonna is naked in our city today. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) But I can't remember any like significant outdoor scenes like this could have been anywhere, right? There was one part where they started driving across one famous Portland bridge. I mean, famous if you live in Portland and then cut to inside the car and they were going across a different bridge. So be real. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Okay, I'm glad you caught that. Basically, they got lots of Portland B-roll. I can't believe they just didn't use Portland as like another character in this movie. I think it would have been stronger for it. Is it the Pittock Mansion? That's right. Molly's planning a trip. I am. (laughs) Getting out my my brochure right now. We should go there on our our corporate retreat. Yes. Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, can I continue on our synopsis? Please. In this mansion, we hear zoo noises and (laughs) and immediately see a homemade sex tape with Madonna naked riding somebody pan over and see old guy dead eyes open in the bed so guys I don't know what's wrong with me but I didn't realize he was dead (laughs) (laughs) I know I was like wow he has a long time between blinks I just did not even notice that he was dead until in the next scene. Well, I I never knew, Molly, why you got fired from your job as the coroner, but now it's starting to become clear. (laughs) There's so many sleepy people at work. (laughs) So quiet. Oh, everybody seems really cold. We should turn up the heat in here. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, yeah, guys, I totally, I know, I I think I just thought there was a guy lying there handcuffed to the bed watching porn and just couldn't take his eyes off the screen. (laughs) Yeah, fair. (laughs) I mean, she was super hot, so I get it. Yes, she looked really good. Oh, yeah, she looked terrific, but also was, like, gyrating in a way that was, like, sort of not quite human, I would say. Yeah, yeah, zoo noises, guys. It was, like, flailing about very animalistic. Okay, so this older guy dies in his his mansion while watching his homemade sex tape. Madonna is the mistress. We are introduced to our co-lead, Willem Dafoe, as her lawyer. They decide that the best place for them to meet is at the funeral of this guy. Definitely. Uh, Madonna is arrested eventually for murder. Wait, really quick. How yeah. did Willem Dafoe wind up at the funeral? Oh, I don't know. That's where he, he was meeting his client. I don't know. Was he a mourner? Oh, oh, they you think they had planned to meet up there? Yeah, yeah. I think Abby's right. I think she called him and said and said like we I need to hire you as my lawyer. Why don't you come meet me at the funeral of the guy that I may or may not have killed? Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you now. S- okay. Starting a string of un- a very unprofessional meeting places. Yes. <laughs> to say the least. So, Madonna is taken in for questioning and then immediately arrested for the murder of this man, even though it sounds like they have no evidence, no eyewitnesses, no DNA, nothing whatsoever to tie her to the crime, except for she was on the sex tape that he was watching when he died. Right. Maybe her body is the evidence. (laughs) And then basically for the next bulk of this movie that felt like it went on forever, I paused it three times and I still was less than 40 minutes in. (laughs) Um, There's a lot of overacted courtroom scenes with lots of yelling because there's there's no tension or anything exciting happening in this courtroom scene, so they just, just yell a lot. Abby, I don't think you're being fair. Like, I've I've been to court, and most judges are very much like that judge. Like a mom? Yeah, like like a mom who has just, like, had it. Like, you know, my 
kids have been out of school for two weeks and I'm not taking this shit anymore. Yeah. I thought she was going to be like, all right, you two, I'm going to have to separate you. I used to get that at slumber parties. Did your moms used to do that? (gasps) Oh, definitely. Like if we wouldn't stop giggling, like once we were in bed at night or something, like, all right, you two stop giggling or I'm going to have to separate you. Also, Molly always suggested playing a game of coroner. (laughs) You did. Just lie very, very still, very Uh still with your eyes open. (laughs) Horrifying. You got to a bunch of kids just laying still in their eyes. <laughs> Guys, I can't wait for our next corporate retreat when we can go recreate this scene slumber party style at the Piddock Mansion in Portland. Oh, yeah. This is going to be classic. All right. So in between all these overacted yelling courtroom scenes with the sassy judge, who was my favorite character in the whole movie, Madonna and Willem Dafoe basically start their affair where they have sex in various different places. They think the first very drawn out sex scene starts on the stairs is this the one that starts on the stairs yeah i think that's right and then ends up in the bedroom with lots of candles and the fire lit which who lit all those all those fiery things i i question do you mean candles the fireplace and the candles all those fiery implements um (laughs) All those fiery things. Fiery things. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, that was yeah. the working title of this movie, Fiery Things. <laughs> they have sex, and it's v- it's very crazy and kinky because she pours wax on his chest. <laughs> I remember people talking about this like when the movie came out, that like this blew people's minds no longer seems very mind-blowing. <laughs> oh, I want to talk more about the sex in a minute, but let's, uh, yeah. uh, let's finish the synopsis because I don't want to get distracted by all this wax. I know. I, I want to jump in on that, too. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, so they have sex. It goes back and forth between these crazy sex scenes and uh, the courtroom scenes. Basically, Julianne Moore, who plays Willem Dafoe's wife, eventually finds out about the affair, and she's mad. Very mad. One of the detectives decides to watch the sex tape that is evidence to the very end, and that's when they find <laughs> the key to their whole defense, which is that the secretary did it. The secretary and the old rich guy were having an affair, and she decided to kill him with cocaine. And then eventually Madonna decides that she needs to testify in her own defense, and it explains that her previous old rich heart diseased boyfriend that she also had really crazy sex with that was putting him in danger at every moment she's like she was heartbroken when uh, she found out that he was gay and that's why she broke it off with him not because he was no longer useful for her after his heart got fixed exactly (laughs) she gets acquitted and immediately confesses that she did the murder to Willem Dafoe yeah to be fair like (laughs) I feel like I would do that too like if I was keeping that secret like for weeks weeks, although it did seem like the trial was maybe like four days long. If I was keeping that secret for weeks, like once once Double Jeopardy was in play, I'd be like, yeah, okay, I did it. Drop the mic as you leave the courtroom. Be like, I think I did so. It. Bye. So when the, the verdict was read and then the courtroom clears out and Madonna turns to Willem Dafoe, her attorney, and says, you almost convinced me. Right. Is that when she's basically confessing? Yeah. Yes. That's how I interpreted it. Okay. Like she, like you convinced me that I was innocent because that was his job to like convince them. Right. Okay. Once again, guys, sometimes I'm so slow. This movie <laughs> made me feel like I don't know if it if it it bored me so sufficiently that I stopped being able to receive information. <laughs> but like at the end, I was like, "What?" Anyway, go on, Abby. The part, the scene yeah. that you're probably about to tell us about, I had to watch three times in order to understand what was going on. <laughs> Oh, the the final scene? Yes! 
Okay, Abby, tell us about the final scene. All right, so she confesses, and Willem Dafoe just seems disturbed. And so he follows her back to her beautiful houseboat just in time to hear her explain the entire plot that she had been doing. She had been working with her accomplice, the doctor, who was one of the witnesses before, and that was a whole thing before. When she sees Willem Dafoe, she turns on the bitch, and she tells the doctor that she was fucking Willem Dafoe because I think this is when she says, the line I fuck <laughs> yes <laughs> which I loved I, maybe we should insert that line just somewhere in the episode we could do that so great don't look so hurt Alan I fucked you I fucked Andrew I fucked Frank that's what I do I fuck fighting ensues because they're both jealous over her there's lots of running up the stairs and clothes ripping and then there's a gun basically at the end the doctor shoots her twice and she falls out the window into the water i guess the very end is the two lawyers commiserating over like this is chinatown like oh this is women right yeah oh yeah yeah they're they're always scheming they're like sharks if they stop scheming they die (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, the like very that. end, we see Julianne Moore walking on the dock, seemingly having forgiven her husband for sleeping with Madonna. And that's oh, wait a end. minute. I thought that was the Ann Archer character. No. No, that, that was, was the that wife. Was that was Julianne Moore? Moore? <laughs> Guys. Yeah, the wife. <laughs> Molly. I think I was thought... actually brain dead through this entire movie. <laughs> you thought at the end of the movie... Willem Dafoe hooked up with the secretary? <laughs> was the only other woman for him by this point. The only well, other woman in Portland, apparently. I just saw this woman with, like, kind of dark hair walking down yeah, the, fair. the dock, and I I just assumed it was Aunt... I don't know why I thought it was the Ann Archer secretary character. <laughs> I, fine. Yeah, I mean, Guys. that's amazing. I wonder what your brain thinks about, like, is he moving on with her? Like, I love the idea that the wife has to forgive him at the end. Like, we have to still love yeah. Willem Dafoe and cheer for him. So, yeah, that's the that's body of evidence. Woo. What I a need a cold shower ride. and some hot <laughs> candle wax. <laughs> I'm glad we did that synopsis so Molly can be a little bit more on, on the same page. <laughs> I learned things also, for sure. I didn't realize there was so much that I missed. I mean, I knew that the guy was dead in the bed, right? When they cut did to you? the murder scene. <laughs> well, right. but I figured, yeah, I figured it out when the detectives came in <laughs> and were, were right. hunting around oh, in his bedroom. When the detectives came in to to like check out the murder scene, check out is that is that police jargon? Investigate the murder scene. There was this uh, exchange that I absolutely loved, where um, one of them held something up and said, "What is this?" And the other guy said, "It's a nipple clamp." And uh, the first guy says, "How does it work?" <laughs> So my wife and I were, were sitting watching this, this movie like, how does it work? I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. Pretty it's self-explanatory. There in the it's title. in the name. Well, guys, this this brings me to, I think this points me in the direction of, of, of my first life lesson. Life lessons. This was a movie in which which Madonna is is portrayed as just being this like sexual aggressor. She's into kinky sex, like, right? Not like, normal sex. Not normal sex. No. And so I, I found myself going like, well, what is kinky sex to these people? Like, if if I take all the sex scenes in this movie as a whole, like, what is kinky sex? And here is my hypothesis: to have kinky sex. All you need is a man on the bottom, a woman mm-hmm. on top, plus one accessory. Stop right there, lady. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Not man in my on the town. Bottom, 
man on the bottom, <laughs> woman on top, plus one accessory. <laughs> you need like a diamond belt. <laughs> you you need you need either handcuffs or you need a lit candle or a nipple clamp. But it, just just one accessory, woman on top plus one accessory. That's all you need for kinky sex. The way you were just shouting, man on the bottom, woman on top, it sounded like you were in the midst of some sort of maritime disaster. <laughs> women and children first, men on the bottom. <laughs> men on the bottom, keep, women on top. Keep calm and women on top. Just like that. That's what all those posters used to say. Keep calm exactly. and women on top. Okay, Molly, I see your point, but I'm going to disagree about oh. what's required for kinky sex because... Okay. The way I saw it, like, um, you know, he goes to her house and she she kind of like jumps on him and ties him up with his own belt, drips candle wax on him. And then she climbs on top. Right. It seemed like she was sort of working off of a checklist, though. Like, like these are all the kinky things I know. And like in order to sh- pr- prove to him like how kinky I am and how much he's going to love it, I need to spring all of these things on him as a surprise in the middle of sex. That's very important. Always surprise people. Oh, yeah. And yeah. My favorite thing that Ash does is when they get really close to me and they go, uh-huh. boo. That's my favorite. <laughs> that's your that's your it. biggest secret turn on? When we're having sex and they go, boo. Oh. Boo. So. <laughs> and just like that, not loud or anything. Just get up really close to my ear and go, boo. Oh, man. Yeah. Nothing gets me going more. <laughs> I have a question for, for maybe for all of us. Have you ever used your body as a deadly weapon? I was going to ask you guys, too. Because <laughs> in the trial, like in the opening statement, Joe Montaigne, the prosecutor, says, like, you know, by the end of this trial, you will see her as no different from a gun or a knife. I loved that. That's... Yeah, that made me feel kind of inadequate because it made me think, how, like, could I, could I be like a gun or a knife? Because just like, because I do it so well. I don't think so. The courtroom had like never heard of people having sex before. I felt like That's... everything that they reacted to was murmurs and gasps. And like, I think that the mom judge even had to send everybody out at one point because they were yes. all just so titillated by and the sex that And that's despite the fact that as they say at one point that the jury was warned beforehand that, that the uh, the testimony was going to be sexual in nature. Exactly. And I imagine myself showing up for jury duty and like having like, you know, a variety of trials to choose from. Like, do you want the sexy? trial yes please <laughs> oh yeah that's how jury duty works i've never done it before that's how it works yeah it's, it's kind of like a yeah. job fair oh great <laughs> yeah. that's good yeah you just want, oh i'm excited for this whenever this happens a whole bunch of different lawyers who are tabling and some of them are like we've got some really violent material others are like boy do mm-hmm. we have sex for you yeah and then other ones it's like like this guy just has a lot of parking tickets oh man <laughs> <laughs> but it's like this courtroom didn't realize when the lawyer said it isn't a crime to be a great lay what they were getting into. That's true. I loved that line. All right. My life lesson. Men lie, but women lie better. Oh, oh what's your evidence? That's deep, Abby. <laughs> yeah, because I think it was in the first interview with Madonna and the lawyer who I, I guess I thought he was a detective at first because he was at the crime scene, but he was the prosecutor who just decides yes. to show up to crime scenes every so often. I was curious about that also. Is that is that normal for a prosecutor to be like a first responder? I honestly don't know. I think it person? is not normal, but I'm not sure. A first responder like a firefighter? Because that, that I'm pretty sure if a prosecutor shows up to put out a fire <laughs> at your house, something has gone very wrong. Maybe they're multi-hyphenate, you know? Firefighter slash prosecutor. I didn't mean first responder. 
responder. God, guys, I am like <laughs> seriously off my game today. Carry on. That was what one of Ma- Madonna's comments during her questioning. And she just says, men lie. But then by the end of the movie, I realized that women also lie, but they lie better because she tricked everybody until the very end when she just decided to spill all That's the That's true. Beans. The men didn't get away with it, but she did. Well, yeah. except for when she died. Except for when she died. I have a hypothesis in all of these movies, and I think this will be a life lesson for all of our classic erotic thrillers, that women will always lie better than the men because they're dangerous and not to be trusted. Oh, Their yeah, bodies are weapons. Like That's savvy. I mean, I found myself wondering during this movie if we will ever have, of all the erotic thrillers we're going to be watching, will any of them feature a male killer? Or is that just like beyond the pale? The, like it's not erotic if the man does the killing. It's only if the woman does the killing. Because if well, a man does a killing, it's just like the regular news. That's true. That, that is a good point. Like there, there is like a real like uh, man bites dog or woman, woman lies women deceives dog what? thing going on with these movies but what? i mean we did watch i don't know if we're going to air it as an episode but we did watch body double and the the you know conspirator killer in body double is a man oh that's right but that might be the only one maybe that is the only one it might be the only one hmm. okay may i offer a life lesson nothing is sexier than acupuncture <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that scene was steamy. Okay. So, can we can we just walk through this scene? In court, it's been alleged that she gave the uh the the dead guy cocaine and that was part of what killed him, like a, a combination of cocaine and and overly vigorous sex. But then she takes Willem Dafoe to like the Chinese medicine clinic that she goes to and reveals that it wasn't cocaine. It was it was powdered peony root that she was taking for cramps. Right. Yes. So then after explaining this to to Willem Dafoe, Madonna goes into the back room where this guy gives her her naked acupuncture. And he and Willem Dafoe is like peering through the screen, like at her ass, getting poked with acupuncture needles. It was phenomenally unsexy. Yeah. She's just behind like a like a wicker screen and you can totally see through it. She even sits up at one point. She's lying face down and she sort of gets up on her elbows at one point and turns and looks suggestively at Willem Dafoe. And that's when I was like, it is on acupuncture (laughs) sexy time. (laughs) What also was quite disturbing in that encounter was that he obviously he was going to like, you know, play the peeping Tom and like watch her do whatever naked thing she was getting done behind the screen. But he uses, like, the cat as his accomplice. Oh, there's a cat here, so I'm just wandering over to play with what he called the pussy puss. And I was not okay with that. (laughs) Wait, did he say that? You guys, am I the only one who heard this? I may have missed this. I wrote it down because I was so angry. He says, here, pussy puss, and walks over and plays with the cat, and that's when oh he starts my ogling God. We have to watch it again now so you guys can catch that part. You're right. Wow. We have to watch this movie again. Matthew, that, that makes it even sexier. It does. Oof. 
Here, yeah, pussy puss. <laughs> yeah, pussy puss. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> Guys, I, I have another life lesson. I'm this ready. This one was delivered by Madonna to Willem Dafoe in the car while driving across maybe one of, one of the wrong bridges in Portland. <laughs> All right, so here it is. Animals, when they make love, because as everyone knows, animals mm-hmm. make love. Yes. <laughs> what Madonna taught me. Yeah. Animals making love is intense sometimes violent but they never hurt each other <laughs> i could not stop thinking about this line because in my head i was flipping through every kind of animal i could think of and well, being like yeah so so guys ash immediately yelled at the screen what about the praying mantis i knew you were gonna say that yes yeah yeah ash and like, was outraged when sloths I was going to say make love, but the number of times they say make love in this movie, it's so gross. Do do sloths do it in a way that's intense and violent? Why do you think sloths? Worms? I don't know, because they're like slow and and like ponderous. No, isn't like ducks? I think ducks are like, oh, I, this is so weird, but my, my parents live by this little duck pond and they sent our whole, on our family messenger, a video of five ducks on top of a girl duck recently and I was like this is duck rape why are you sending this video to us I don't understand I think they also have like corkscrew shaped penises I think so that sounds I that think sounds pigs right. do too no I wasn't I wasn't giving sloths I didn't I wasn't didn't mean I thought sloths were like an especially like like violent and intense mating ritual I, I meant just the opposite that that like maybe if Madonna like went to the sloth area at the zoo like she would have, have her mind blown by like the gentle sloth sex yeah she needs to watch more National Geographic because she, she really not, does she was incorrect yeah I was disappointed by the the uh, zoological inaccuracies <laughs> in this movie <laughs> but I mean, but the zoo noises at the beginning were very accurate. Yes. Oh, yes. Sounded just like my last visit to the zoo. <laughs> okay, here's my next lesson. And, and this one wasn't really a lesson to me because I grew up in Portland and everyone in Portland knows this, obviously. But at the county courthouse in Portland, there's a special floor of the parking garage that's only for sex. Wow. And uh, the maintenance yeah. staff has to go in and like hose it down or replace the light bulbs once a day. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It was so, yeah, Willem Dafoe and, and Madonna have sex on the hood of a car after she has broken the light bulb above the car with the heel of her shoe. But then, guys, while they're fucking, then the camera cuts to the elevator bank, right? And you see yes. the doors open and a beam of light shines out of the elevator and then the doors close close again. It's like this movie is full of so many moments when like they're pointing at the wrong thing. They're like something's oh, going to yeah. something's going to happen and then nothing happens. I thought that yeah, I was puzzled by the elevator thing and then I think I conflu- concluded it was supposed to like represent like a vagina. Yeah, I wondered. I was like why are they showing us this? It must be innuendo in some way. I think way. right. I think the director was like, yeah, nailed it. Oh god, he uh, did not. But like the don't right is that what you were thinking of when when it was focusing on the wrong things oh yeah that's another like cutaway yeah yeah at one point a donut is offered to Willem Dafoe by the prosecutor but I just felt like it it, like it doesn't land it does not land at all did it land for you part or the 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 donut part did not land did it land for you like as a joke yeah. Because I did laugh when it when the camera focused in on the donut. I didn't think it was intended to be a joke, though. I just thought the director was hungry. <laughs> <laughs> 
like it made me want a donut. I guess I guess maybe it was also supposed to be suggestive, like because it has a hole in it. They could have picked a better pastry, don't you think? No. Such as donuts are the sexiest pastry. I guess there is a hole there. <laughs> bear claw, because like it, it represents like the savagery of, of like animal sex. Bear yeah, claw. Yeah, they needed something animally. Monkey, monkey chow. <laughs> I, again, like I think if the prosecutor brings monkey chow to a meeting, I'm going to be offended. He's a, he also moonlights as a pastry chef. <laughs> and a Wait, zookeeper. What's, what's monkey chow? Isn't that like checks and like powdered sugar? It's like a snacky monkey. Oh, kids. right. I always thought that was called puppy chow. Oh, uh, I thought it was called muddy buddies. Oh, oh no, we've stumbled. <laughs> we've stumbled into one of these regionalisms. <laughs> Okay. Can we go back to the the like the big sex scene for a minute at her house? The thing I found myself wondering, like after she, because she drips candle wax like on his bare chest, and then she pours some on his dick, and then that's when she's well, like, but that immediately was all after off camera. That, You're just supposed to I, make right. assumptions. I assume she poured it on his dick, and then right after that, she like climbed on. Was his dick all waxy? Yeah. That's all I could think about. Yeah. Like that doesn't seem great. Well, I you know. I have to say, I thought that she poured it on his penis, too. But then when she jumped on, I was like, oh, actually, no, I don't think she did. I think she just okay. poured it, like, in his pubic hair, which is even worse. Can oh, that sounds terrible. Can yeah, you like imagine then, like, trying to get the wax out? Yeah, that's why his wife got so, got so suspicious. When he got home, it was in the shower <laughs> for 47 minutes. <laughs> oh, honey, how do you get wax out of hair? Asking for a friend. <laughs> no, but guys, seriously. So uh, Ash and I both felt very conflicted about the sex in this movie because the, the sex that there was was, you know, like there was a lot of Madonna's body. She has an amazing body. I mean, I guess that's no surprise to any of us. Sure. It was but evident. I, the scene. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Sorry, the guys. scene. The scene with the candle wax. I mean, the candle wax part, I thought I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I it was fine. But then when she gets on top of him and the camera moves so that there's like this thin, like transparent sheet between the camera and the two of them going at it. She looks really good. And there was like a little part of me that was like. I'm going to pause the movie now and go proposition my spouse just a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, there's... And then I, then I kind of hated myself for it because I was taken in by it. I mean, that's kind of the point or one of the points that they're trying to make, right? By making an erotic... I mean, this is not an erotic thriller. It's an erotic courtroom drama, but... No, I, th I think so. But I think I just feel conflicted about, about myself as a person mm. because... This is not the podcast for that, but... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, that's no, true. I, I understand. <laughs> no, that makes sense. I was, like, I was like, oh, I wish I weren't enjoying this scene as much as I am. Like, I think it was actually like a pretty satisfying sex scene for like, you know, an old movie with two straight people, one of whom is not very attractive. Mm, yeah. yeah. What, you, you don't like Willem Dafoe's giant chin? Can we talk a little bit more about how Willem Dafoe got this role? Like, Do you have like facts or just, or just speculation? No, I'm just trying to figure it out. Like, so, you know, this movie has a lot of people in it who are recognizable faces. And Willem Dafoe, this movie has a lot of recognizable people and a lot of, I would say, recognizable like character actors. Willem oh, Dafoe, yeah, like Frank Langella. Yes. Mm. Willem Dafoe is like a legit good actor. However, 
However, he does not have a face or a persona or anything to be in a sex scene with Madonna. Yeah. Uh, how do we think this happened? I mean, I would say the same thing about Michael Douglas, who is in like every other movie that we're planning to watch. But he has and like, charisma too. Like he has a sexy charisma that, I, or at least at that time, right? Does Willem Dafoe is he known for his like romantic lead? I feel like Willem Dafoe is like known for being a villain all the time. Whereas Michael Douglas, there was at least a period of time when some like I don't know small majority. Of American women thought that he was attractive enough that he oh, sure. was like regular show, regularly showing up in people's like sexiest men or whatever. I thought Willem Dafoe looked pretty good in the movie. Really? Yeah. I, I don't think he really like fit in the movie, but yeah. I thought I thought he looked fine. Like Molly, you said you the the, the big the big climactic uh, like scene at sex scene in her house kind of worked for you. Like um, you know, here's here's something more embarrassing than that. Um, I thought like the scene <laughs> where uh, Willem Dafoe has sex with his wife Julianne Moore. That was the one where I was like, yeah, this is how I like to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that's the only scene where a woman's on the bottom. <laughs> But no, that was a pretty hot scene. Like, it, it was a really good sex scene. It was. Like, by any standards. A couple of things. I think they had that that scene, first of all, to show that he's like, before Madonna gets to him, he's like a regular guy who does regular sex. And then, you know, she's going to, she's going to like show him another way. I think in all these movies, like, there's there's like a fatal attraction template that they have to follow that like, the, the main character has to be lured away from his, from his doting wife by mm -hmm. some sort of femme fatale. Yes. His doting wife in this rest in this uh, movie, who owns a very puzzling restaurant, yes. right? Well, what I was puzzled by even more than the restaurant was th the first scene when we see their their family together, the two of them and their son. I thought for a minute that it was like his girlfriend and her son. Like I did not their relationship, <laughs> yep. Julianne Moore and Willem Dafoe. They did not seem like married people, and he did not seem to know nearly enough about the restaurant to have it be believable that he's married to someone who owns a restaurant. Right, but also the restaurant seemed like a very large coffee shop but that also had a bar and you never really saw any food and yeah that too guys did you notice so um you know as we mentioned we we also ha have watched body double together but did did you guys notice that the the presence of men with like scarred faces seems very important in these films. Oh. Wait, who had like, a scar? So, well, so the doctor toward the end, who is, by the way, so the doctor in the final scene, who it turns out was her co-conspirator in, in this murder, this guy is a forgettable and pointless character who clearly in the final scene they're like oh we needed to tie up all these loose ends oh, yes. here his role in the murder is so pointless but he's got all this facial scarring and I just found myself thinking about the dude in uh, Body Double I was like is this something that's going to show up in every movie do we need to have a man with like a heavily scarred face in every movie as like the foil for Molly, let's our hero Let's put a pin in that and revisit it next week because I, I don't know what the answer is going to be, but you know we're going to watch another classic erotic thriller next week, and I am going to be on the lookout for Scarface. The movie we're watching next week is Scarface. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just can't get enough of those Brian De Palma films. Exactly.
Guys, did you notice how smoky or hazy the courtroom was? No. What it made me think of was like, I think that every courtroom in every 80s and 90s courtroom drama had a very hazy look on the interior. Like, it's not a courtroom unless as the light shines in the window, it goes through, like, a fog of smoke before it falls on the the room. I mean, I think people were allowed to smoke pretty much anywhere back then. And also, like, the fog represents, you know, like, justice is going to try and cut through the fog and get to the truth. (laughs) The light of justice will shine. That's what it is. That's what it is. Um, Here's my next lesson. I learned that people with heart conditions should not be having sex because their partners could be accused of murdering them every time. For people with heart conditions, I'm sure it's a really hard life that they live. They have to probably be careful what they eat, but they also just should not be having sex because their partner could be put on trial at any moment. I I would add to that and say they shouldn't be having sex because the body is a weapon, you know, especially a woman's body. It is a weapon. Well, Abby, I mean, you made me just realize, like, if I were if I were kind of a sleazier guy than I am I would like try and put it out there that I have a heart condition <laughs> so that so that uh, younger women would like try try and All like, the fuck me ones. to death <laughs> like after you know after each encounter I'd be like whoo you know my, my poor heart like you know let's uh, <laughs> if we <laughs> If things get even a little hotter than that, it's going to explode. And imagine if I had some drugs right before. <laughs> yeah, do you have any? <laughs> don't give me cocaine no matter what. <laughs> and definitely don't give me ice cream. Do you have any of that? <laughs> so she did set this whole thing in motion, and her choice of murder was sex and drugs. Mm-hmm. I wish there was some rock and roll in there as well. But Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she just wanted to drug him and sex him to death but i couldn't help but wonder why she didn't choose a a way to kill him that didn't put the suspicion upon her she made it seem like it was part of her plan Mm. to put the suspicion on her that's a really good point abby i mean if she were really thinking about it would they have like would she have left a video running in there of the two of them having sex they it would have they would have never gotten back to her possibly if she hadn't left that video running also how did that video just keep running like if you leave a vhs tape running it doesn't loop that's so true and all the investigators and also the prosecutor <laughs> who were there investigating the murder scene they said, didn't they say that it like had kept going? Yeah. Like they and didn't like, turn it off and they're like, we can't touch this because like that's interfering with the crime scene. How long do v- VHS tapes, how long are they? <laughs> I don't remember. Well, I mean, they can be hours long, but they don't, they don't just keep looping every, like a three minute loop of, of like Madonna gyrating on a guy. You don't know that's, what the VCRs are like in that. The Pidock Mansion. That's a good point. I was going to say like, I am definitely old enough to, to remember, you know, to have had a, v- a VHS, you know, VCR, but not a mansion VCR. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> a different. That's a different beast, I think. <laughs> I guess, like the, the what you get with a mansion VCR is it just automatically fast forwards to the best part of the tape and just plays that in a loop. Yes, yes, <laughs> guys. I have w- one last thing that I learned, and I think mm. that I should say it because I think this is really a public service announcement. If you're looking to, you know, switch lines of work. If you're looking for something really mm-hmm. lucrative, you should move to Portland, Oregon and become a gallery owner. 
Mm, it is right. so lucrative. Soon you're going to be able to buy a houseboat from which you can fall to your death. And it's going to be a beautiful death because it's going to be from your houseboat. Like two-story so, houseboat. A death yeah, that houseboat view. was amazing. That houseboat was insane. Yeah, and- that is, that's the part of the movie that got me going like, I wanted to have sex with that boat. Yeah. <laughs> it looked real sexy part of it. I just realized it's, it sounds yeah. really weird if you call a houseboat just a boat. No, no, it's a right? houseboat. You want to fuck okay. that houseboat. Yeah. When I was a kid, I thought you could like sail a houseboat around. I thought you could too. You know, I think I thought what else is the point of, of living right. on the water? We've well, learned you, so much. For like an RV, you can drive it around. So why can't you sail a houseboat around? I know, right? Me. Wow, guys. So wait, I think Matthew and I roughly said like what we thought about the sex in this movie. Like, was this movie erotic? Abby, what do you think? Um, so I'm someone who is very analytical when I watch these scenes, and there were so many details that I kept getting bogged down in the details. Like you were saying with the wax, like, where is the wax? Mm-hmm. What What is she doing now? What? So she was very beautiful, but I can never see Willem Dafoe as sexy. I also was distracted by it. it didn't seem like what they were doing was that crazy until maybe no. like no. when the student became the teacher and he did like the weird rape thing at the end yeah that wasn't great i wasn't a fan of that i was angry about that but then i guess they're trying to show that that, like this is what she was teaching him all along yeah she was smiling like like i brought this out in you yeah Yeah, i'm sure i'm sure people who who are actually in like a bdsm community absolutely hate this movie to the extent that anyone remembers this movie what about the thriller aspect of this movie were we thrilled well I mean, I think compared to some of the other movies we've watched, like this this one, the plot was not simple, but it was relatively straightforward. And so I felt like I was I was thrilled in the sense that I didn't get confused and, and just lose interest. I think I was thrilled in the sense that, oh, God, I feel like I'm <laughs> outing myself for being so dumb. But I just, guys, I, yeah. I didn't see it coming. I didn't, <laughs> what? I didn't, I I didn't pick up on the fact that she was the murderer. What? <laughs> un- wait. wait, 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 stop. Until until the last scene. Did Even you, after her confession. Did you no. get that she was on trial for the murder? <laughs> no, but guys, I did not get that she was de- like definitively the murderer until the scene when the trial is over and Willem Dafoe goes to confront her okay. at her houseboat. <laughs> So when she's spelling it out to her accomplice, even though they've worked it out together, she has to repeat it to him. You needed that explanation. I did. I did, guys. I don't know (laughs) what was wrong with me last night. There's no way you're alone because otherwise, why would they have put that scene in the movie? I mean, yeah. I I think it was off camera that she describes it, too. So, like, we need to know what's going on here. They ADR'd it back in, Mm -hmm. I think. Uh, So I was thrilled in that respect. I I was like, oh, plot twist. Like, my. God. You guys are yeah. too loose with this word thrilled. This was not a thriller. There was no chase scenes. There was no suspense. There was no tension. The guy's dead. We know that she did it. They just have funky sex a few times. But all of the action is courtroom yelling. The most thrilling part it. were like it. the one-liners that the mom judge gives. I love that you called it funky sex. Like Me too. Now I, like, I want to... Oh, vanilla. It wasn't yeah. vanilla sex. So. Oh, man. I'm going to make some millet burgers. This is sexy. This is going to be really funky. Hey, it's Portland. Wait, millet burgers ah. are funky? <laughs> I was just 
thinking of like a like the like the co-ops like in my college. Oh, they were real funky, and there no. was a lot of like millet burgers going on there. Okay, see, I thought you meant I want to rewatch all the all those scenes, but like with the sound turned down and playing like Parliament in the background. <laughs> yeah, by yeah. eating some blue cheese. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, so funky cheese. <laughs> Maximum funk. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, oh it's God. a it's gonna be a no for thrilling for me. So so do any of us rec? I, I don't recommend this movie. <laughs> I <laughs> do recommend this movie. I, I don't. It was do? so long. I couldn't wait for it to be over. <laughs> it was it was too long and like I did it did keep kind of like going over the same ground again and again. But yes. like you know there was there was actual sex in the movie. Like I don't mean like actual unsimulated sex, but like there were like you know there was more sex in this movie than any of the other movies we've watched so far. I feel like maybe Basic Instinct. I don't know. I understood what was going on. It's you know what it was. <laughs> like the people in the actors in this movie seemed like they were having a good time. No, really? No, yeah. I did with, not with get the, that. Exception really? of Willem Dafoe, I thought everyone seemed like you know Joe Montaigne was like chewing up the scenery. The judge, one of my favorite movie judges, <laughs> I felt like Madonna was falling asleep most of the time. Well, I mean, acupuncture is very relaxing. Why did Julianne Moore show up at the at the trial at the end? I have no idea. This movie was like littered with pointless detritus like it was like that's the bottle true. of like nasal mist oh uh, i forgot Jul- all about Julian that Julianne Moore showing up at the courtroom just there was so much stuff that did not need to be in here even just like he there they show that he has a son at the beginning where the son asks the legitimate question can you screw someone to death and then yeah, the son is never question. seen again i yeah. guess it i guess he found out firsthand Oh yeah, why did they even show the son? Yes, they showed they showed he was a family man by having him interact with this kid he had clearly just met. <laughs> Doesn't he say something like you don't yeah, need to yeah. worry about that yet? Yeah, but you will. Let me just say, like, if Madonna wanted to lure me into the the fourth basement parking garage, like, I would be, I would be like, okay, let's do this. At the moment she like broke glass and wanted me to lie on broken glass, I would be running for that elevator. Like, the elevator would open and I would be <laughs> running into it. <laughs> I mean, really, when she jumped up on the hood of the car, I really thought she was just gonna unscrew the light bulb. Like, I <laughs> for what purpose? I was like. Why oh, you for gotta, a joke. Why you got to break the light bulb? If you want to make it dark and you want to create oh. a mood, just unscrew the light bulb. This was like a senseless act of <laughs> juvenile daring. Mm. But guys, whose car was that? <laughs> oh, my God. That's a oh, very God, good I question. Hope, I hope it was one of theirs. See, this is how I watch these scenes. I just think about, like, whose car it is. Oh, my or, God. Like, oh, my God. You... If that was the judge's car, <laughs> they are going to get the long lecture <laughs> visit dire desires on the web at dire desires podcast.com and on facebook at facebook.com slash dire desires podcast you can donate to our show at dire desires podcast.com slash donate Dire Desires is produced and edited by Abby Circatella. Music for the show is by Audionautics. Until next time, live erotically. Erotically.
Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.